Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome along to The Rocky Road. I'm your host, Kevin Byrne, and I'm delighted to be joined by special guests, Eric Donovan, and fresh from his victory over Shane Mosley Jr. in Las Vegas over the weekend, Jason Quigley. Jason, I saw you put such effort into that fight, and I have to say, I really identified with you when you broke down in tears of joy after getting the verdict. And the next thing to cross my mind was, that man needs a holiday. <laughs> it's a pity. It's a pity we're down to a very select few countries we can actually go to, and we can't even go to them yet. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, without a doubt, you know it was. Uh, look, it's been a real difficult year and a half, I think, for uh, everybody. Not even sports people or boxers or anything like that. There, so it was. Uh, I think it was a lot of relief as well that you've seen and and uh, those emotions that. I actually got a fight. I actually got to Vegas and I won the fight. You know, there was a, there was a lot of key parts in that fight that, uh, that showed the emotions at the end of it. But, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was called and it meant a lot to me for sure. Yeah. Eric, how you doing? I'm good, Kevin. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, I thought, um, like yourself, I share the same views, you know, it was a real emotional roller coaster that Jason brought us on the other night. And uh, it was one of those fights, wasn't it? That like so much hung in the balance, like, you know, people don't realize that. And I think Jason's interview at the end was really, which, like, not only was it emotional, but it was just the sere and honest, honesty in it. Like, um, you know, that, you know, he lost a bit of momentum in his career. Not down to his, it's not not his own fault. You know, this is what happened in professional sport. Things fall by the wayside, fights fall through. And before I know it, like, you know, he's more than a year out of game. He, he's, he's training camps, primed, peaked, ready for fights, and then they fall apart, you know. And that can all affect you, not only physically, but mentally. And then he finally got over there and, and, and he's in a fight where, he had to dig deep, you know, and um, and he did dig deep, and that was uh, that was what was amazing about amazing about the whole performance was that on paper, I would pick Jason Quigley over uh, over Shea Mosley Jr. probably ninety nine point nine percent of the time, you know. But fights aren't won on paper. Like in that fight, Mosley was having some success. Jason wasn't really getting going, wasn't his usual self. Probably you put a load of things down to that. Like, you know, the whole mental barrier that he's come through, the mental experiences of having fights fall through. 
the lack of rustiness. You can spar all you want, but if you're not getting those fights under the lights at the at the top event, you lose something. You lose a bit of something, you know. But what was wonderful then was halfway through the fight, probably in around right four or five, Jason changed tack, and you could actually—it's very rare that you would see a fighter in the middle of a fight actually pull himself out of fire. Jason did that, pulled himself out of fire, and it's almost like he had a conversation with himself and then got up on his toes. Went back and said, "Hey, let's have a look at this now from a different perspective. Let's have, let's rethink this. Let's re." And it was almost like he was, he was re-schooling himself, re re-educating himself, and he got back to his boxing skills. And that took him over the finish line. It was incredible. It was amazing. Like you know, uh, I don't know if Jason like was aware of that at the time, but I, you can actually see you, you pulled yourself out of fire. You almost like you had, a, you know, you kind of had this. There's a famous, a famous fight with Muhammad Ali. He's in the corner and he's talking to himself like this, you know. He's trying to get himself back in the game. And, I, and that's what's sprung to mind when Jason pulled himself out of that, that fire pot and just kind of got back into, just changed tack, you know what I mean? And uh, it was brilliant. That showed incredible mental strength to be able to do that. So um, no surprise there was uh, complete motion at the end of that because uh, people don't realize that the, a loss in that fight could have been detrimental to your career. Not could have been, would have been. And that win has now pushed you. It keeps you on that journey that you're on now and, and into, a, into a, a place where bigger and better things are going to come your way. Jason, how did you do it? Uh, halfway through the fight, uh, Eric, Eric gave a great assessment of it, but my, my, my assessment might be a little bit simpler. It was like, and bearing in mind, I've got two teetotalers on the, uh, on the line at the minute, but it's like, you suddenly sobered up, you know, you're, you're a bit like, you know, after four or five rounds, it's like, oh, oh God, you know, th- this needs to change here. And uh, you managed to do so. Yeah, there was, it, it was, it was a feeling more than an actual conversation I had with myself. It was, uh, there was a feeling where I was like, this just, it, I wasn't feeling it. <laughs> I wasn't feeling it happen. I wasn't feeling the flow. And um, I just decided to change. Like, I didn't really have no conversation with myself. I just didn't feel it. This is right. Change, bang. Happened. Got on my toes. And I started feeling it. I started feeling things coming to me. I started I started feeling the flow coming to my game. And it felt good. So I was like, I'm going to keep doing this. And uh you know, and once I did do that, I realized and noticed that it diffused Shane Mosley and and what he could do. It made him look a lot more average than he looked in the first few rounds to me in there with him. And uh, yeah, it definitely um, when I got that feeling over me of this is starting to feel better. Um, I obviously kept it going, but then in the very last round, it's something that I have in me that I just want to go go all out. Like I just yeah. want to let a few slaps go, and yeah. you know, it yeah. was it was exciting, and I I really enjoyed the fight, and the crowd was there, and I just wanted to make sure that that I showed the judges if there was any doubts in their head that um, I wanted it more. Jason, yeah. you've been working with Andy Andy Lee for quite a while, and he's he's someone else who was able to kind of change tack during a fight, uh, and maybe turn around a decision or turn around a verdict that looked to be going one way into victory for himself. 
So you've, you guys have been working together for a while and I, no doubt fans will be looking to see what's Jason picking up from Andy. So what, from your performance on Saturday, uh, did we, what did we see on Saturday that, that stuff that you learned in the last 18 months with Andy? Just being more present in the ring, like uh, being more aware in the ring. Because like, as Eric will know, coming from an amateur background, like I've had over 250 amateur fights and every one of those fights where you get in there and you just went hell for leather. You just had high intensity, high pace, fainting all the time. You know, everything was boom, 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 boom. Triggers everything in the head. Boom, 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 boom. You didn't really have time to kind of slow things down and reset or adjust to things. And um, that's the way that I was programmed, really, like because I was an amateur boxer most of my boxing career. And uh, with Andy, I really started to, you know, settle myself down physically and mentally and just be more aware of the situations that I'm in, you know, sticking more to a game plan, sticking more to a process, understanding that it's not a sprint. Um, it's a long distance race. And um, that's probably that was probably the key things that we worked on that uh, that got me through that victory. And then fight, and then fight week, you learned that Andy can't go to the fight. It must have been a big blow to your preparations. Ah, uh, like here, uh, that's just one thing that kind of went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and. Uh, yeah, look, we are, Eric knows and anybody that's in the boxing game knows that boxing isn't the, it isn't the smoothest of sports. You know what I mean? Um, things don't always really go to plan in boxing. And, you know, that's even outside of training camps. <laughs> that's outside of training and getting injured and everything along that line. So there was a lot of, there was a lot of hurdles. There was a lot of things to overcome. And, Yes, of course, Andy not being there was a massive blow. But, um, you know, when these things come along, these are the things that are going to make you and break you. These are the things that is going to define you as a person, is going to show character if you have it. And the way that it is, when these things come along, you have to turn around and you have to say, right, this isn't the best situation. This isn't what I would choose. But how do I make the best situation out of this now? And we looked at things and we tried to make the best out of it as we could. So I have Andy Lee, who is my coach, an Olympian and a professional world champion. Who steps into my corner then? Only another Olympian and another professional world champion in Wayne McCulloch. Like, you know, that just goes to yeah. show how, uh, how lucky I was and, you know, how... Uh, how blessed I was to to have these kind of opportunities come my way as well. Yeah, it was a good old um, uh, substitute, like really, when you <laughs> think about it. Um, and that's the other thing as well, though, like, you know, that you're right, you know, in in boxing and in, in professional sport, but particularly boxing, especially boxing, it never always goes the way you want it. You know, there is parts of it where, there is parts of the journey where you're just going to have to make do or, uh, I just try and adjust to a situation but I suppose all the hard work was done under Andy's guidance with you in the training camp so when you were going out there you really were already you were primed you were ready I remember because I, I went over to the gym there and I was talking to Andy like he was just saying we couldn't get in we couldn't get out there you know And but he was just saying that you're ready you know he was he was very confident in 
the work that you had put in previously and, you know, he was happy enough with Wayne stepping in to take over the reins. And, you know, it's kind of good that you had a home away from home, if you know that kind of way, to look after you. Um, but just going back to the fight, yeah, it's almost like that's interesting the way you said it was a feeling more so than a thought. And I suppose that kind of sums it up, doesn't it? You weren't feeling it for the first couple of rounds, you know, even though there wasn't a lot in the rounds, you know, but like it could have been, you know, you could probably argue that Mosley was probably just nicking a couple of them, you know, a couple of the earlier ones. And but it wasn't because it wasn't because you were bo- weren't boxing great, but you just weren't your usual self. And when you said you weren't feeling it, and you used the word the flow as well, like you know, in in boxing, like how do you know you're doing well? You feel it. You're righteous. It's that feeling in your stomach, and it, you know, it's that emotion. You just have this. Um, confidence this aura about you when things are going well it's they they it's the snowball effect of that everything becomes so good you know you just feel everything everything happens lovely smoothly your time and everything that wasn't happening for you but like it's it, it was um i just think it showed great maturity and experience to pull yourself out and almost like as you said just to kind of get just to get try try to feel it try to feel it and there's no better way of feeling it than getting up on your toes and moving because that was the difference, I think, between the first earlier rounds. Now you engage your feet. When you put it back, now you engage the footwork. And when you see a person moving around the ring, they've got that grace about them, that flow. And that's, you know, when you start to do that, Mosley, he came on, he came undone. He came unstuck because the feet were moving. And he was like, well, well one minute he's in front of me, he's slugging it out with me. And that's where Mosley was having a bit of a success no, Jason's moving. He's on the, you know, he's on, he's on the move. He's here. He's there. He's everywhere. Mosley has to, has to rush for you now and has to lean in and has to reach. And yeah, and I just think that was the game changer. But um, that may be like a small little thing for, for maybe average fans or sports fans or whatever watching. But I know how big it is to do something like that because I've been in fights where I know I was losing, but I couldn't change it. Like you know, in your head. This is not going right for me. I'm not feeling, I'm not doing, but, but I just can't seem to be able to change tack. What's going on? And then, of course, you don't have it long enough in the amateur game. I'm referring back to my amateur career. Sometimes it's just, it's over in a flash. You don't get a chance to think. Um, but the professional game with the 10 round fights, the 12 round fights, they are like a story and they have chapters. Some of the earlier chapters didn't go his way, but he got, he turned the story around and then, yeah, got back on track. So it was cool. It was really good. Really impressive. What you make of Eric's assessment, Jason? Yeah, like it's that that's exactly, you know, what I said. Like it's a it it was it was a feeling, it was a flow. And as Eric says, like it, these things you don't get the opportunity to do these in an amateur fight because it's over in three rounds, you know. It's um it's probably the first time in my professional career that I come away from a 10-round fight feeling like I was comfortable in there because any fights that I have had and that have went the 10 rounds or have went past five, six rounds, um, I never felt comfortable in there. I always felt as if I was in waters that I wasn't used to. Um, I didn't know how to to manage. I didn't know how to deal in these situations. And this time around, 
you know, I took a lot of pressure off myself and I didn't try to win the fight in the first three or four rounds and, you know, hold a victory for the rest of the fight. You know, I got in there and, and you know, I tried to stay as present as I could in the moment and uh, let everything start to flow, let everything come as I, how I feel it. And I remember in the fighter meetings leading into this fight uh, with uh, the zone, two or three of the questions kept coming at me about, I always, you always seem to tire, Jason, uh, after maybe four or five, six rounds. Like, have you, have you issues with training? Have you issues with fitness or anything like that? And, you know, anybody that knows me, like Eric's trained with me for years and I senior uh, high performance team. Like, there's nobody trains as hard as me and that's not trains as hard as me, but there's nobody as trains as, as, as disciplined as me, as, you know, as, puts in as much effort as me and, you know, just gives it my absolute all. And for anyone to turn around and think yeah. that I was unfit or I didn't put in the effort or I didn't put in the time was crazy. So that was all just a mental thing with me, you know, trying to get in there early on in the fight, get the first couple of rounds. Like I used to go into fights thinking, right, if it's a 10 round fight, if I won the first four or five rounds, there's no way, like, I can hold a guy off for another two or three rounds at least. I can yeah. seal through another two or three rounds at least, and I'll win the fight. Whereas yeah. my whole mindset, my whole approach to a fight now has changed, and it's just taking that one round at a time, that one minute of one round at a time, and, and concentrating yeah. on that. And, yeah, um, yeah it's, uh, it's, it's starting to pay off. It took me time, but I'm getting there. <laughs> No, but it's a big learning fight. Like, it's a huge learn. Like, when I say, like, you know, when people say learn them, every fight is a learning fight, but you're well advanced in your career. But that fight is massive in terms of what you're going to learn from that and bring forward. And of course, it's your, um, you know, it's a, it's a big one for you and Andy as well, because I know you have big plans now to push on and go further. But tell us about Mosley, Jason, because he seemed like a really unassuming type of guy, you know, like, on, 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 before the fight. I like I thought you would have. And I'm not I'm not I'm not saying this in a, in a kind of a critical way or anything, but um, more so in a kind of I underestimated Mosley a little bit. Uh, like I actually thought you would maybe handle him far more convincingly or something like that. I just thought, you know that was just my reading of the fight. But he's a lot better than what I gave him credit for, and he's a bit. He's a bit. He's cute. He's cute. He, he doesn't waste energy. He's flat-footed. He doesn't, he doesn't like, he doesn't really throw any kind of wasted shots, does he? Like, he's really smart. He throws a very good body shot. His left hook is wicked, like, you know. Did you ever, did you think that when you were with it, when you were, when you were, when you were boxing him in, in the fight, did you think, he's maybe a bit better than I give him credit for? I don't know, because that's how I felt. I'm just wondering how you felt. Yeah, I think, you see, the thing with Shane Mosley was, when people say Shane Mosley Jr., right away, everyone is just gauging him <laughs> off his father. Like, you know, and yeah. that's a massive feat to, <laughs> to, to live yeah. up to. You know what I mean? Mm. And obviously, he's not as good as his father. Um, mm. But people automatically kind of just start mm. judging the two of them and, and, and putting the two of them in terms of how good is he. And... Mm. 
Yes, he's had two or three defeats. Um, he was in the the contender series, got the final, got beat by uh, Brandon yeah. Adams, who went mm-hmm. on to to lose out to one of the Charo brothers by a points decision. You know, Mosley has mm-hmm. never been stopped. He's never really been. I've never seen him hurt in a fight. Um, I knew I was getting in there with uh, with a durable opponent, and then obviously mm-hmm. with his genes. He was he was gonna have some boxing ability, talent, and boxing IQ about him. Um, I actually yeah. sparred Shane Mosley Senior and Junior together about five or six <laughs> years ago. Did you? Back in uh, back in Marina del Rey in Los Angeles, and <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even take in. Sparring Junior, like I, I didn't even remember that spar because I was just that focused on sparring the Fowler. Like I think yeah. I did maybe two rounds with Junior and did about six rounds with the Fowler. Um, yeah, but I, I remember then when the, the fight was a possibility. I was trying my best to think back. Can I remember <laughs> this or like? But I could just remember yeah. being in with the Fowler. But yeah, now just yeah. going going back to what you were saying there, Eric. Like he. Um, I never really underestimated him. Um, a lot of people didn't rate him highly, uh, mm. I think, because of that. Um, because of that comparison, obviously, with his father. Uh, but mm. I knew, I knew he had never been stopped. I knew he was durable. I knew he yeah. went the distance with Brandon Adams, and Adams obviously went the distance with Charlo for a world title. Mm. You know, so. I was kind of gauging yeah. him off those kind of things. Yeah. But um, yeah, look, I knew he never surprised me with anything uh, on fight night. But uh, I definitely uh, I definitely knew that um, he was no Mowgli. And uh, you've, stopped mm. the, you've stopped the rod as well, Jason, because um, Irish boxers against the so-called Sons of Legends has not gone well. Like Dennis Hogan, the most <laughs> recent, against uh, Tim yeah. Tzu. Did not go well. Spike O'Sullivan against uh, Chris Eubank Jr. Did not go well. And Oshin Fagan and Andy Lee against Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Did not go well. So you've, you've, you've managed to stop the rot there, Jason. So thanks for that. We can park that one. Time now yeah. for everyone to keep pushing on and, and uh, keep uh, beating all uh, the sons of legends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's hard enough. I just found that he was hard enough. Like, Looking at him in his previous fights, you would actually think that um, he's quite uh, open and susceptible to 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 be caught. But he's more difficult to land a punch on than 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 it seems. You know, very yeah. very difficult. It just it just it just it just has this little tilt of the shoulder, tilt of the head, tilt of the shoulder. The way he's able to just just sway it off the punches. You know what I mean? And then he comes back with that very. Um, Unpredictable left hook, you know, over the top and a right hand. But yeah, he's 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 a good fighter, you know. And he's as, a good as, fighter, well, as well, Eric, he has an ability, I think, to win rounds with the overhand right. If he lands one or two mm. of those, he's going to catch the judges' eyes because they are shots mm. that kind of rock you back on your feet. Uh, that yeah. opens that overhand right lands because there's a lot of mm. there's a lot of rounds, particularly in the Quigley Mosley Junior fight where you're watching yeah. it, really quite close and it's difficult to score. Mm. And then if in the last thirty or forty seconds. Mosley lands with that, you know, big overhand right a couple of times. You're kind of thinking, okay, you know, he might have taken that round. What was it? What was it like having Wayne McCullough in the corner? Was there was 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 Andy Lee's presence in the corner in any way with all this high tech technology that we have these days? Was there any 
Was there any, uh, you know, the way sometimes when a premiership manager gets sent to the back of the stand and he has this little, uh, you know, and he changes formation or whatever. I'm just wondering, was there any kind of um, influence from Andy there and what was Wayne McCullough's uh, coaching uh, like in the corner? Yeah, the, Wayne, look, um, Wayne was a very positive influence uh, throughout the whole camp. Uh, mm. Obviously, the camp and fight week. Um, like, Wayne, he just he has a great way about him. He's obviously been there, done it, seen it all before. There's a nice, calm, relaxed demeanor about him. And uh, nothing's ever like, uh, nothing's ever a big deal or nothing's ever stressful. Nothing's ever, you know, he has a real good way about him and a good positive way of looking at things and coming in with positive, uh, positive conversations, just keeping everything good and positive and light. And, and, and that's exactly what you need come fight week. Yeah. And, I like uh, yeah. Yeah. And Wayne in the corner, you know, he was, he was great. Like, and, uh, there was nothing too complicated. He wasn't roaring and shouting. Everything was kind of simple and to the point. And uh, yeah, look, um, obviously with all the amazing technology that we have nowadays, we have to use it to the best of, of our ability. And uh, I was, uh, Andy was obviously, you know, anything that he would have seen massively or seen that something that we've been working on that I hadn't been doing or something that vice versa, um, and he was going to be sending messages in, and there was a there was a voice for me to to listen out to, and if I heard that voice, I knew that that was that was coming from the man himself back in Ireland. <laughs> very good, very good. Yeah, Jason, I tell you what was wonderful to see. I seen a video of you driving through your home community, and all of the kids, all of the students, and everybody that lived in the village and the community out celebrate your homecoming. What was that like? It was unbelievable, Eric. Like, um, obviously, I was on a, I was on a, a high and a buzz and an excitement going through, and just so happy to see everyone. But there was a line of traffic, uh, a line of cars following me as well. You know, tooting the horns and everything like that there. But whenever we all stopped and we kind of got chatting, the ones they all started chatting and saying how emotional they got, you know, seeing all the kids out, seeing all the businesses out and the people that stood out for, uh, for me coming back to the town, you know, they all got so emotional and they were saying like, it's just so great to see people about the town first off, but yeah. then people in such good, happy spirits. And, yeah. you know, it was, it was unbelievable, like, and it kind of made me a bit emotional then hearing those stories back. Yeah. Um, because, like, you know, not only the town that I'm from, but like every small town around the country has has felt it, you know. And there's been a there's been a downer like throughout the country because of COVID. But you know, it's just it's so uh, it's so great now to to see the spirits lifted a bit and. Uh, I've you stood out. I've stood out on the road for funerals so far. Not a not a homecoming <laughs> celebration for a victorious boxer. So, yeah, it must yeah. have made a great difference. Like something positive. Yeah, it, it was like it. It really, really was. And um, just and and the day that it was, the sun was shining too. It was an unbelievable mm -hmm. day. Like it was. You know, it was, we were really, we were really very lucky with it. And, uh, yeah. you know, it, it was just a very, it was a very heartwarming moment to see kids out, to see the elderly out, to see the business people out, just to see everybody having a bit of a buzz about them after such a long period of uh, mm. just looking to get, to see the end, the light at the end of the tunnel. And, um, 
you know, I'm just yeah. getting in there doing what I want to do, and that's yeah. like I'm just doing what I what I what I train to do and what I love to do, and uh, I'm just very lucky that that can pr- spread such uh, happiness and positivity around um, around where I'm from and and the country as well. Yeah, and I thought that's what that that's what you did. You gave it was a great like it was a magical. Um, watching it, I thought it was magic, and uh, it really was. And I got the great sense of hope. You know, you give people hope, you know, because it was tough times for everybody. And just to kind of see people back out cheering for something worth worthwhile. You know, we got so much bad news over the last while, but now they're all like they're able to stand shoulder to shoulder. Like that was the image that just really jumped out at me. Kids standing shoulder to shoulder on the on the sidewalks, you know, or. Uh, and the, the pats, as we call them in Ireland, the sidewalks. <laughs> sidewalks. You must be in Vegas there. <laughs> <laughs> on the side of the road, and they're just cheering. And, and it was just brilliant to see. But you you also, I, like, I think you gave more than just those kids hope as well. You know, you just gave the average person sitting at home in their house, you know, with your interview afterwards. I thought your interview was... You know, just really down to earth, genuine, honest, you know, professional athlete, you know, good team around you, good backing, good sponsorship, good coaching team, good everything, you know, good pr- promoter. But still, you were able to show a human side, a human side in your interview to just let people know that, look, it's not all sunshine and, and you know, flowers and you know rainbows or whatever that saying is like it's like it's hard you know it can be very very hard and you had to dig deep and did a lot of setbacks a lot of things that fell you know fell apart on you over the last year you know a lot of things that should have happened never happened and you know you've been tested so many times and you 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 poured that out in your interview and i think that's what gave a lot of people hope you know it just got here, here's a guy just like myself, you know, I can, and, and a lot of people who text me and people that I know, and even online, social media, people were just, they could relate to you, you know, because he's just a genuine guy, you know, a genuine guy trying to make it. So yeah, it was, it was pretty good all around. It gave everybody a lift. Well, like the thing, the thing is with me and the thing that I've learned throughout the years as well, like the more that I just be me and the more that I just speak the truth and speak honesty, the more I don't mess things up, <laughs> if, I, if, I, if, I, if you ever if you ever go into an interview or if you ever go on to a TV show or whatever it is you may be doing and you're thinking, right, I want to do this and I want to get this across and this, that, there, whatever. I'll never be an actor. I know I'll never be able to stick to a script. But um, if you ever go into something trying to think about something that you want to say, you want to get across, um, it never really happens or it never... It's kind of like the fight. It never really flows right or it never really feels yeah. right. But whenever yeah. you just go off of what you're feeling and how you just just be you, just be real. And you That's know, once it. you start once you start being that person, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna bring similar people around you as well. Mm. That those type of people attract the right type of people into yeah. your life and the right type of yeah. situations. So um but the real reason is so I just don't mess up. <laughs> <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Well, you, you did you let it all out. Like, uh, how... how- like how tough has the last 16 months out of the ring been like yeah i know you've had a lot of setbacks but did you ever kind of think of that's it i'm done because there was a couple of times there was a fight with jack cullen that you turned down because there was possibly going to be a canelo fight and then the cullen fight didn't happen the, the canelo fight didn't happen and all of this training and all this hardship has just gone to waste or maybe not to waste maybe you took lessons and took took uh, learnings or as they call them these days but um how many times in the last few months or the last year did you think I've had enough or did that, did that thought cross your mind? Look, that thought had definitely crossed my mind and it's something that, that I tried to just um, not really think about and just take it one day at a time. Like, because like everything was just so uncertain and so unsure. Like I, I was, I was meant to fight Jack Cullen on the, was it the, the Chisora Pavekin and Katie Taylor undercard in the Manchester Arena with crowds and all that there. But then COVID obviously hit and that didn't affect me too much because it was worldwide. Like it wasn't just me. It was like, geez, nothing can happen here. Like it was, it was like the whole world's in a pandemic here. So don't be, don't be too upset about it. Like, um, but then, you know, the Jack Cullen fight was a possibility again. And the, the, the Eddie Hearns back garden, the fight camps, the one that one of the shows that Eric fought on and put on a, a, an amazing display for himself. You know, those, those, um, that fell through. Then obviously Canelo, the biggest fight of my life, the biggest fight of my career. Um, I was told that I'm going to be one of three opponents put the Canelo to be a possibility to fight. And was it? October, November, possibly December. And I was a high, a very high chance of it happening because of my social media presence and my, my popularity and different things like that there. So it was a very big possibility of happening. And I was just really waiting on the contract to be sent. Like I had agreed all the terms verbally. Then that fell through. And I was possibly meant to fight Jimmy Mungia on uh, October. Then that fell through. Then I was meant to have a fight in in December at the end of the year. That obviously fell through. Meant to fight Mosley in January in Russia. 
Kovalev test positive for a banned substance, meant to fight him in February. I get sick in February. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? Like, every, like it was just as if everything was telling me this, this, this isn't meant to happen. Like, like, this isn't meant to be like this. Because everything in my power, everything that I could control, I was doing it to the best of my ability. I was keeping myself focused. I was taking every day, just one day at a time, making sure that I was getting up, doing my training, eating well, staying healthy, being the best version that I could be every day. Not only just for a fight, but for mentally, physically, every other reason possible. And I stuck with it and I kept sticking with it. And it was difficult and it was hard. But these are the moments now. And like, see everything there that I just spoke about. That's what you've seen yeah. in the in the in the interview after. That's what you've seen whenever my name, whenever they says. Valley Buffet, County Donegal. Yeah. When I went down to my knees, that's what you seen. Those emotions, all that stuff that went on over the last while. But like every boxer goes through some sort of diversity. Do you know what I mean? As as we spoke earlier, and as Eric knows himself, look, you know, it's <laughs> it's just a difficult sport. It's a difficult, hard road to go down the boxing game. And you know, every boxer goes through it and it doesn't matter how how bad my injury be, how bad another injury be, how bad someone's fight has fallen through, or how bad another person's fight has fallen through. That fight still affects you. It doesn't matter the extent of the injury or how bad it is that it fell through, or how bad it isn't that it fell through. It still affects the fighter one way or another. And yeah. you know, coming out at the end of it, then um, look. At the end of the day, it just made that victory all the more special. I mean, you have me ready now. You have me ready to shadow box now. <laughs> <laughs> you have me You're ready. Now. I'm ready. Walk us through your combinations there, Eric. What are you, what are you throwing here? <laughs> Knockout. Yeah. That yeah, man really has me inspired. That, that man's primed and ready to get back in the range. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah. I tell you, no, I really, I really was like that watching your fight the other night, you know. And I was getting a really good lift for it, like you know. I was like, "Come on, come on!" I, I, I normally um, set the alarm now because I'm not able to stay up anymore, you know, for these late nights. I normally set the alarm and jump up out of bed, but this one I didn't. I said, "Jason's in around two o'clock, so I'm going to stay up for this one," you know. Very And, <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, but so yeah, yeah so I am. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed the whole night, you know, and I was buzzing after it. So, like, you know, so you know what it's like, sure. We boxers, once we see another uh, teammate, former teammate, whatever, in the ring, you know, you like one goes 100%. to war, we all go to war. You just, oh, you know. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and Jason, you finished your you finished that interview with a call out. Um, you know, you're looking for Demetrius Andrade in a world title fight, WBO world middleweight champion. Uh, there's some decent middleweights out there. Do you think you can get the Andrade fight or Andrade? And um, when do you think it can happen? Like that fight is a is a very easy fight to make. It's a it's very much so a big possibility to make because mm. Andrade struggles to get fights mm. because 
the champions don't really want to fight him because he's such a high risk um little reward. Uh he is the WBO world champion in the middleweight division. I have a version of that WBO title now. I'm right yeah. up there in the rankings. I boxed on a massive platform, Mandalay Bay, Las Vegas, on the zone, matching Golden Boy card, and I put in a great performance. I did I did well. I did, it was an exciting fight. The fans were happy. The fans enjoyed it. And that's what this game is all about. Like That's what people want to see. And, and when you see the likes of... Uh, you know, Dan Raphael, one of the biggest um, kind of sports writers about boxing out there, asking for the fight and and saying that it would be a good fight. You know, you know that these fights are a possibility and that's that's the way boxing is right now. You know, if if the people want it and, and it's on, if, if it's trending on Twitter, there's a big possibility it can happen. Like, you know, yeah. and... Uh, so that that fight is definitely a big possibility. Um, definitely going to be pushing for it. If it happens, brilliant. If it doesn't, you know, I'm still going to be in massive fights now after this one. So it's exciting times. Do you feel Do you feel ready to take on Andrade? He's he's obviously quite a tricky customer, difficult guy to fight. We saw Luke Keeler up against him last year. Uh, we saw Liam Williams against him recently. Like he's he's awkward. He's difficult to beat. And that, that's that's why, like, you know, when you see me in that fight up on my toes and moving around, that's when I will give Demetrius Andre the best fight. You know, um, I actually really looked up to Demetrius Andre as an amateur when I seen him won the, the World Championships out in Chicago. Um, I thought he was phenomenal. And uh, I really liked his style. I really, he was a boxer. You know, he's a true and true boxer. Um, he is very gifted, very talented. Um, he lacks that kind of, he, he lacks that finish in fights. You know, he has hurt so many opponents. He has knocked down so many opponents, but he struggles to finish them off. And um, I believe that, you know, I'm the type of fighter that that will be able to, to to take that as an advantage, you know, without getting dropped or without getting hurt or without getting into that type of baller by my movement, by my boxing skill and, and, and by my, my boxing techniques. So um, yeah. I, I definitely, I definitely do think that that fight would be a, a very interest. It would be a, it would be a great fight for real boxing fans to watch in terms of styles. And uh, yeah. yeah, I definitely do think that it would be an exciting one for sure. Eric, can he beat Andrade? Yeah, I think he can, you know, because like something that um, who Andrade has not come up against is somebody that like, you know, has very good pedigree in terms of boxing skills as well. And Jason has them, you know, 250 amateur fights. You know, Jason has boxed all the top amateurs in the world. Lads that went on to have successful professional careers as well. But like he's boxed at a very elite level. So he has the boxing skills. And he also has, he's also able to have, have it out with you if you want to have it out as well. You know, obviously there's, when you train for someone like that, then you'll have to go in and fine tune your training camp. And Andy Lee will obviously help with that. And, you know, using his experiences in his world, big world title fight. So that will help massively. And then you will set your tactics and your game plan to beat Andre, you know, so 
Jason has all of the ingredients. So what it is, it's about putting it together in camp, getting the right sparring partners, and then going into that fight with absolute supreme confidence and belief, which I know he would. And then delivering. You know, you have to execute a game plan. You know, these fights against world champions are not going to be given. You know, you do you do have to produce something really special. But can Jason Quigley do that? Absolutely. 100%. Another bit of spar- uh, shadow boxing there, please, Eric. <laughs> right now. <laughs> He is me now. I'm ready to get up with that. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jason's boxing now. Look. <laughs> Jason's bobbing and weaving now. Look at this. Come on. That's it. Yeah. So I think Jason's still suffering from too many donuts uh, this week. <laughs> oh, donuts man, Jesus. Like, um, look, Eric, every boxer out there or anybody that has been on a diet will know that... Um, for such a long period of time, you crave these foods that you can't have. It's, it's human nature, isn't it? Like you, you're told you can't have something, so you're, you're going to want it. Like and yeah, and then you just you kind of overindulge in, and I'm, I'm fed up already. I'm ready to get back in my diet now. <laughs> get back into routine already. I still have to be told by uh, by, by the missus that I have enough. <laughs> you have enough. <laughs> you have enough. Now, don't be going back to that box. You have enough. Stop. You know, stop. Uh, stop. So, like a kid in a sweet shop, you know, I just let go exactly. and let loose, you know. Oh, great stuff, lads. Uh, Eric Donovan and Jason Quigley, thank you so much for joining us this week on the Rocky Road. And, Jason, we look forward to seeing what's next. And, Eric, also, hopefully, you're coming yeah. back soon. Thanks, lads. Yeah. Thanks, Jason. Great talking to you. Yeah, you too, Eric, and thanks for having me on.